Thank you, Jenny Beth. The Senate is no longer going to pretend to be in a period of morning business. Instead, it has joined the House in recess. Members of the Senate have been told they will not vote again until the week of September 8th. Members of the House, on the other hand, received notification from Speaker, from Speaker Pelosi earlier today that they would be coming back later this week to vote on a bill called the Delivering for America Act, offered by Oversight and Reform Committee Chairwoman Carolyn Maloney which prohibits the Postal Service from implementing any changes to operations or level of service it had in place on January 1 of this year. Now to investigating the investigators. A development of some note, on Friday we learned that Kevin Kleinsmith, the former FBI lawyer who fabricated evidence against former Trump campaign volunteer Carter Page to provide documentary support for the FBI's FISA warrant application against Page and lost his job when that was later revealed, is expected to plead guilty to one count of making a false statement. This is the first indictment and the first guilty plea brought by U.S. Attorney John Durham in his investigation of the origins and the propriety of the FBI's crossfire hurricane investigation of the Trump campaign. Now to more on mail-in balloting and USPS relief. On Saturday afternoon, House Democrats held a conference call to discuss the matter of funding for the U.S. Postal Service. Senior House Democrats apparently believe it would be politically beneficial for them to bring the House back into session for the purpose of passing legislation protecting the USPS from making changes to its operations or level of service. On Sunday, Speaker Pelosi let them know via a dear colleague letter that the House will be coming back sometime later this week to act on such legislation. The exact timing has not yet been revealed, and I'm betting they won't come back until Friday or Saturday. Doing so any earlier would step on the news coverage of the Democrats' convention and the official nomination of Joe Biden and Kamala Harris this week. Now to coronavirus relief. There is absolutely nothing to report on progress on the coronavirus relief negotiations because there were no coronavirus relief bill negotiations last week, and it does not seem that there will be any in-person meetings anytime soon. So all we have to report is that asked at her weekly news briefing when she anticipates picking up the discussions again, Speaker Pelosi responded, quote, I don't know when they're ready, when they come in with $2 trillion, end quote. So Speaker Pelosi has set the floor at $2 trillion, which is twice as much as the Senate Republicans bill allows for. So unless Republicans are willing to begin the negotiations by agreeing to spend twice as much as they think is necessary, and which, remember, is just the floor for further negotiations, there will be no further negotiations. Don't hold your breath. This stalemate is going to go on for a while longer. And despite the Speaker's insistence a week ago that she wants very much to keep the negotiations separate and distinct, I would not be at all surprised to see the coronavirus relief bill negotiations wrapped into the end of the fiscal year spending bill negotiations, because we all know Congress never works quite so well as when it's operating under a deadline, like the end of the fiscal year on September 30th. Finally, Kamala Harris for Veep. Last Tuesday, Joe Biden made history by announcing Kamala Harris as his choice for the Democrat nomination for vice president. She becomes the first black woman and the first South Asian to be nominated to a national ticket by one of the two major parties. And she becomes the first Democrat from west of the Mississippi River ever to be nominated to a national ticket, if you can believe that. I've put a lot of articles on Kamala Harris in the suggested reading for those who are so inclined. And that's our Washington Report for this week.